Hello everyone, this is Bobbin Threadbear, and welcome back to Fighting in Harmony, a Lancer campaign. Where we last left off, the vanguard of the revolution was in Baritone, the breadbox of the planet Delphi. And the main reason it has become the breadbox is thanks to a powerful, high-tech wind wall that essentially allows some wind and some moisture in while leaving others excluded from the large island's surface area. But recently the wind wall has shown signs of wear and tear, shown signs of uh, neglect, and so your job is to replace the leadership, one Penelope Agrotisa, with leaders that you can count on, other members of the revolution, who, as I recall, we have settled upon both Jim Sorkin and Alice. However, first of all, you must make sure that your choices for leadership are accepted by the people of Baritone, which is a bit touchy because there really isn't any singular people of Baritone. All of the workers on this island are brought in from elsewhere, work up to four years at a time, and then leave. In addition, thanks to Penelope's management, Baritone has, sim Baritone has become quite simply a uh, objectivist nightmare, where various farming teams are pitted against one another to the point where several teams uh, actively attack one another in order to claim for themselves the, the money that they were promised at the start of their contract terms. In fact, thanks to a tip from one Agent Nil, you have broken up a fight between two such agricultural teams, and in the process you notice that several of the uh, team members on both sides were using military-grade mechs. Quite unusual. And after chasing off the regular farmers, you managed to defeat all four of the military mechs and have captured three of their pilots, the last one being killed during the combat. However, we are not going to be starting where we left off last time. We are going to be starting back in Willow Creek, because that's where you left Johnny Alpha and Agent Nil. Right, yes. One literally sitting upon the other. A huge dumpy ass. It's about time is good for something. <laughs> You've been training for this job all your life, making it more and more powerful with your national sport. All mech pilots know these days is eat hot shit, twerk, and lie. Well, regardless of any of that, it is not long after the rest leave that Agent Nil looks over to Johnny Alpha and says, you know, and forgive me for saying so, but I am a naturally curious person. 
but I cannot help but wonder if you and I were left behind, not only because they do not trust me, but also because they do not trust you. Ah, they trust me. Really? Yeah. Because I have taken the liberty of investigating the backgrounds of all of the public members of the vanguard of the revolution, and yours stood out. All of the rest have much more in common with each other than you do. Okay. You realize I'm still going to be sitting on you, right? Well, that is not why I am talking about this. It is simply that I am somewhat worried for you. Yeah, I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the spy working for the enemy absolute. You got my best interest at heart, you people. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what's that without you, man? Oh, I know where I was with you though. Um, starving to death in a swamp. I will admit that the subharmonics are not in the business of assisting those who have been downtrodden by the nobles. But you must realize that neither are you. Not really. Nah, I don't believe you. That is understandable. I imagine they have filled your head with all sorts of promises and dreams of a brighter future. But if you actually look, three of the four members used to be part of the hegemony military. Two come from treble. One, in fact, is a noble. And the last one has spent the majority of his adult life killing in the name of the hegemony. They are known quantities. They are easy to control. But when I look at you, I see someone, and perhaps I am wrong, but I see someone who was fished out of a swamp in order to make this revolution appear to actually be for the sake of the people, instead of whoever is really funding this little exercise. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're being funded by big corporations that don't live on the planet. Probably for entertainment. Like, I'm under no illusions here, like, much as we may think we are, we're probably not going to be completely the good guys in all this. I don't give a shit. I'm just in it to... I'm just in it for revenge and I'll probably die doing it. If you're trying to make me... Make me get up and stop raising these well-toned cheeks on you. You're talking to the wrong guy. Like, I I don't give a shit. If we're on opposite sides, I'll probably throw a grenade at you again, so... How did you get away from that? Well, I must commend your very realistic appreciation of your position. But you must realize corporations or governments or whoever else they say is funding this revolution is just what they want you to think. No one outside of this planet cares what happens on Delphi. Whoever is your actual paymaster must be one of the noble factions who fight with each other for dominance and the scraps on the table 
of the hymn leader. Um, you could say that, but then again, I'm pretty sure no one on the planet of Delphi gives a shit about what happens on Delphi, so... Oh, you would be surprised. Well, I suppose it is hard to tell from where you usually stand, since the tread on the boot of every noble is the same shade. But the nobles themselves are very... contentious. They organize themselves into factions, fight one another. A noble's greatest enemy is not the people, but other nobles. Well, I'm sure someone smarter than me can use that to our advantage. I'm, I'm very openly here for the killing. Now, I think, let's just put on some music and sit and relax. Because I think my friends are going to be on for, gone for a couple of hours. Very likely. It is a shame, though. I'm sure it's very sad for you that I'm not going to listen to what you're selling. Oh, you could try um, doing it with my friend, though, because he's an idiot. Yes, I had gotten that impression. Yeah, I'm sure he'll buy what you're selling. Have a go with him. I think it'll be funny. I just... I just want Johnny to, like, flex a cheek and snap his neck. <laughs> Fortunately, I've not yet heard that level. That's, that's only for the village elders. <laughs> well, you have made your disposition clear, and Agent Nil will not insist beyond what he already has. And so we will cast our vision back across to the other side of Baritone, to the mountainous area full of platforms where rice and potatoes are grown, and the individuals that you have collected from the military-grade berserker mechs are all fairly similar in physical build. And for that, allow me to explain that when you saw Penelope Agrotisa, you were unsure about whether she had attained her body size and muscle mass from good genetics, from genetic alterations, from drugs, or possibly from a combination of all of the above. These guys, it is a bit easier to make that assumption that they have stuck themselves with vast amounts of human growth hormone and other such drugs in order to bulk themselves out to beyond human proportions. Alright, alright. In addition to that, all of them appear to have uh, thin muscle shirts, all of them appear to wax their bodies, and all of them have, at most, a bit of scruff on top of their hair, uh, on top of their head. Alright, alright. What is a Brazilian called in space? Spazillion. I think it's that they're... The waxing? They're test cycling way too hard, and it's causing all their hair to fall out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, however it happens, they don't appear to have any body hair below the, the neck, and they don't seem to mind not having it. Smooth like a dolphin. I will say they are wearing pants. So we can't be 100% sir. <laughs> so yeah, they're... They don't have every square inch of skin on display. They they are showing most of it. And Give Connor about 20 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, Connor, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> Purely for scientific purposes. Ask if they've got a shaven haven. We are the Velpsians. But aside from appearances, you don't get too much from them. They seem to eye you with sullen glances appear to be uh, somewhat upset to have lost, but have said nothing as of yet. But as of yet, happens to be the moment where you have managed to collect all of them together, surround them with your mechs, and what happens now? Okay, so the question is, droopy dog voice or silver skeleton voice? Make a new one. Make a new one right now. Okay. No. <laughs> no, too late. You said it already. That's not a new one. <laughs> yeah, you've done that one. <laughs> I've done that one. I'm gonna challenge you. Uh, foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> I said. I said why? Why would you want? To, I said why would you want me to do Foghorn Leghorn? I said why? Fill me. <laughs> no, I'm not doing Foghorn. Okay. Um. Huckleberry Hound. I've never actually seen Huckleberry Hound, so I don't know what he sounds like. Mine. God, what's his, what's his fucking name? It's the pink... Pink cat. His name's not... It's not Sylvester. Pink Panther. Not pink pa- no, not the Pink Panther. The one who goes to exit stage left. Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss, thank Snagglepuss. you. Do that. Exit Do Snagglepuss. stage left. Not quite, but... Let, let's Exist. go with it. Stage so left, even. Heavens to Mechatroid. I'm doing an terrible impression, even. <laughs> uh, no, I'm thinking I'm just going to go with the Silver Skeleton voice because it's easy and also doesn't annoy me, myself, to do. <laughs> also, it's the voice you haven't used yet on the island if we're going to continue to be other people. True. I have not used the Silver Skeleton voice yet for this island. So, can we get to anything? Any, uh, refreshments? Anything? Hi, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> Would you like any refreshments? Would you like any, uh, any... Aside from, obviously, just being able to leave, is there anything we can do to help you feel Perhaps more comfortable? Perhaps a shirt. No, he's not going to offer them a shirt. He likes the fact that they wear shirts. <laughs> Your efforts at small talk appear to fall on deaf ears. speak the same language? I just want to cut into explicitly call attention to the fact that we might actually be out clearing this session. The, uh, the Wi-Fi is not treating her well. Yeah. So, it's been a while. Forget what were we going to ask them about, like, why exactly they were, why exactly they were doing this, right? Yeah, what are they doing? Why are they a part of this? How did they get a hold of military-grade hardware... Are they acting on somebody's orders? Etc, etc. Okay. So, uh, I guess my first question... I mean, 
I would love for the first question I ask to be the one that I'm most curious about, but I figure we'll start small and work our way up. Uh, why exactly were you doing what you were doing there just now? How was that small? That's the biggest question you could have asked. No, my, my I, the question I'm most curious about is how they get the got military grade mechs, but okay. Oh, well, okay. That's not what I thought no, it was. No, the biggest be. question for you is for some. <laughs> the biggest question is how. <laughs> yeah, does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> In terms of business questions, that's the one I'm most curious about. Hey, it is the oldest profession. Bra, we don't like have to tell you anything except for our names, ranks, and serial numbers. Hmm. Very well then, that's, that's right. a good place to start. Rank, name rank serial number then. Right. I'm Private Chad Beefback. <laughs> <sighs> and my serial number is 41891569. Done. I'm done. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm out of here. Bobbin, thank you for this. I love it. <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> Cha. And I'm Corporal Lance Hardpeck. Stop and it. my serial number. <laughs> <laughs> and my serial number is 5463242. Oh my god. Alright, I, I regret not bringing Johnny on this mission now. <laughs> I don't. And I'm Private Slay Bulkhead. 49651666. Lance Corporal Jeremy Eisensaw. The weird thing is, this well, is how Bobbin usually talks when he's not doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well then, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Roll Fizzlebeef. <laughs> Don't have a rank or serial number, unfortunately. Dude, you're missing out. You can, like, make your own serial numbers whenever you want them to be. Well, that explains quite a bit, actually. Okay, so... Well, <laughs> just bypass my next question. <laughs> In that case, I'm Slab Bulkhead, and my serial number is one. You've already got Slab Bulkhead. That's one of these guys. <laughs> oh, did he? Did he say yep. Slab Bulkhead? Slab okay, um, Bulkhead. Okay, then I'm Roll Fizzlebeef. I'm Roll Fizzlebeef! <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the second funniest one. Fine. It's not so easy coming up with joke <laughs> names, is it? No, I just don't remember most of the Mystery of Science Theater. Dirk Hardpeck? No. That's already in here. Okay. Um, Bob Johnson. Oh, wait. <laughs> Pick all the best ones. Bobbin's already used them. Uh, buff Beef Lots. There we go. Cat, if you want a list... Do I strike you as the kind of character who will take part in this joke? <laughs> no, but I'm curious as to which Dave Ryder name you would choose. Punch Rock Croy. 
Thick McRunfast. <laughs> Thick McRunfast is really good. I mean, I kind of am. Big, McLarge Huge. Well then. I love that stupid thing. Now that we've got that out of the way. Now that we've got that silliness out of the way. The thing about it is, we're trying to help people out here, and uh, you're making that a little bit difficult by not telling me exactly what's going on here, how you got those mechs, uh, all that jazz. So, could you, like, be cool? I'm really hoping that you can help me help you. Shaw, we're always cool. But you took out Biff Huge Neck, and that is totally uncool. Biff Huge Neck knew what he signed up for. Maybe Biff Huge Neck should have been less vulnerable to small arms fire. I mean, he had a big weak point, and everybody knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but Biff Huge Neck had the hugest arms. I'll mute. <laughs> <laughs> That's appreciated. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we weren't trying to hurt anybody, and things happen, for which I, personally, deeply apologize. As the sage once said, bro, fuck around and find out. Well, aside from the words that they have shared already, you do get the impression that these are fairly well-trained individuals who are not in the habit of sharing information with enemy forces. Let's, alright, let's make a deal. Alright, how about this? Why don't we have a game of volleyball? And the winner has to give the other the information they want. What do you say? Pitch volleyball? Come on! <laughs> what is this voice now? I don't know. <laughs> it is an attempt at the Valley accent. I'm not good at this. Just chill, alright? But I say that because these guys are also thick as stones. Thick as stones and half as smart. You do get the impression that if you are able to appeal to them in the correct fashion, whether that be to uh, get them talking about their uh, weightlifting reg regimens or to insult their masculinity in some way, Come on, dude. It's just a totally not homoerotic game of beach volleyball. Let's go. <laughs> Who here has seen Full Metal Alchemist? Oh, me both. Which one? Either. The scene was present in both. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about then. But who here is jacked enough to do it? I am. I'm huge. Haven't you been paying attention? No. I'm six foot four and I'm fucking built. I, I don't do test cycles or anything, but I, I am in peak physical condition. Bro, what's your set list, bro? In general, you won't get too much from them, but if one of you makes a role that appeals to their sensibilities, you may get something. What kind of supplements are you using? This is going to be set at the standard uh, 10 success. actually have something here. If you don't, I can try and use charm to like get them talking about their uh, about their workout regimen, but I'll I'll let you go ahead and do your thing first. 
Well, I don't actually have a skill trigger that would uh, be good at flexing camaraderously. I do, however, have patch, which is like the, the medical skill trigger. And uh, I don't know. These guys' bodies might be suffering in some way or another. I might be able to diagnose that and offer counseling. Okay. I have a stupid thing. I have extra rations, which I bring with me always because food is important. And this is basically just like super protein powder. <laughs> so perhaps we can barter. Protein powder. I brought a can of Brondo. It's got electrolytes. It's got what plants crave. <laughs> Listen, this is the premium creatine. <laughs> you cannot get better than this. This is not available in stores. Okay. So, <laughs> what do we want to do here? I'm letting other people throw dice at it before I attempt to do a charm. Wait, no, I didn't bring the... I didn't bring the rations this time. That's what's right now. We could get the rations, though. Could. Probably. We could get you all the protein powder. The best protein powder. The purest shit. It's blue. I might as well throw medical knowledge at it. I am going to say you only get one attempt as a team. Oh, okay. These guys, despite how they appear and sound, are fairly well trained. At least in this respect. What's your medical... Hatch is four for me. Okay, because charm for me is six. So do you still want other people to roll dice for the sake of having somebody else do it? All the cliff bars you can eat. Hmm. Alright, I'll try it. I could push to at least give you an accuracy die. Contribute that way. Okay. Does this mean that you will be climbing out of your mechs? I just kind of assumed we already had. You did not necessarily have to. I have a gun. I mean, I can see what they look like from here, so I can just ask them about their workout regimen from my mech. It, I don't have to. They have two guns. And body armor. I'll go, you know, you're... Muscle mass is very impressive. I've been attempting to bulk up myself. Is there anything that you can do to... Is there any hints that you can give me to help out with that? Uh, one of my teammates can 100% attest. I'm basically a twig. Okay, make your roll. Charm is at a plus six, and then I get an accuracy for the hell... Minimum of eight. Yeah, I, unless I roll a natural one. I got a 25. Yo! That also does trigger one of my bond powers. Uh, when I roll a pl 20 plus on any skill check, you maze everyone present with your skill and daring. Anyone watching is stunned momentarily, granting plus one accuracy and increased effect to the next action you or another PC takes in the same scene. So, I've really impressed these guys. Alright. Well, as soon as you ask for advice on workout regimens, 
Lance, in particular's eyes light up, and he starts going into incredible detail about not just the kinds of proteins he uses to uh, build muscle mass and the weightlifting regimens that he uh, performs in order to uh, target different parts of the body of which he has an encyclopedic knowledge, it seems. But he also mentions, in passing, a uh, certain drug, which you, in particular, considering your background, are aware, is rather exclusive, expensive, and typically provided only to the treble elite. Alright, I just realized, I just, I just remembered what we can ask them. Colin? Ask them how many days there are in a week. Shut up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I communicate to Connor over the comms that no, I will not be getting that drug for him. We're doing this and we're doing this naturally. <laughs> I, I send back a text, I'm not actually interested in bulking up what is wrong with you. Tough shit, it's happening. <laughs> no, it's not! Absolutely not! I put my foot down on this one. Oh yes, I, go ahead. Please continue to put your foot down with your weak-ass fucking thigh muscles. <laughs> I will simply sweep it out from under you, you tiny man. Anyway. So, they're bulking up because of... A, the drug is a bulk-up drug, correct? Yes. Okay. It is designed to uh, stimulate muscle growth. So we've got an army of Banes. Army of Chad Banes. Bruh, I'm the only Chad here. Oh no. <laughs> here are thoughts, they have muscle magic. <laughs> well, Connor, you sufficiently, successfully charmed them. Maybe insinuate a useful question in there at some point. Yeah. Trying to think of na like how to naturally like flow it into. Uh... So is that all in service of anything, or are you just doing it because it feels good? There we go. I'll say that. Do you even lift, bra? <laughs> no, I, that's why I'm asking the questions. Shaw, muscles are their own rewards. Fold my arms, not sagely. Okay. All right. So who's who gives you the the drug? Like where can I find some? At this point, Lance opens his mouth, and uh, Chad slaps the back of his head. It's like, dude, dude, dude shut up! It's enough. Like we shouldn't even be sharing our workout secrets with these unrighteous losers. You misunderstand. I am incredibly incredibly weak. I really need all the help I can get. I need help with my deadlift form. I might actually open up the cockpit and like, sh like after like putting on a helmet that would obscure my face and just like sta standing up and just like showing them what I look like. Which is not malnourished but also like there's definitely some 
purposeful non-eating to maintain a body image. Like a fly lands on your arm and your arm dips a little bit. <laughs> Definitely got some ribs poking through. Maybe not that thin, but pretty close to it. Well, I did specify earlier that these guys are fairly well-trained. And I have given you a hint from what they have said already. I mean, yeah, the fucking you can only get the drug from Trouble Elite. Okay, so... Which basically narrows it either to Penelope or somebody off the island, which seems unlikely. Yes. And plus the fact that they conduct themselves like soldiers. Plus the fact that they conduct themselves like bodybuilders. Yeah. Basically confirming what I assumed, which was that these guys are like rabble rousers meant to come in and cause problems. Keep the people in check. Now, the question is, what do we do with them now? Well, I mean, it might be worthwhile to go talk to the farmers that we disabled the fuck out of. And yes. If we do that, and they are amenable to us, maybe we turn these guys over to them. Put them to work in the fields. Use your fucking bulk for something useful. This is called the paleo workout. <laughs> yeah, let's go talk to the farmers. Have you ever seen a farmer who wasn't jacked? Don't exist, bro. It's like CrossFit, but in a field. Field fit. Cross country fit. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still in my Everest. I still got the little manipulator hands on it. I can pick these duders up. <laughs> Pick them up and throw them like a football into a rice paddy. <laughs> oh, wait, I do have the manipulators. Okay. No, bitch. I don't. I also have mag clamps, so I'm just gonna, like, grab one and walk straight up a wall. I'll grab the other two, and we'll go find the farmer camp. One of them, anyway. Hey, do you guys know these dudes? So I will say that after your entrance, and after your behavior on the battlefield, when you approach what you uh, assume to be one of the farm settlements, as it were, their first reaction is to evacuate. We're also like carting a combined 600 pounds of dude muscle. Yeah. You had your mechs land in the middle, very shock and awe, took them out, maybe didn't kill any in the process, but certainly made the impression that talking was not the uh, first resort. Yeah, we did just kind of show up and start spraying hacker juice everywhere to turn everybody's mechs off, except for these four guys. Fuck out of I do have something for this, though. Not entirely certain how it's going to apply in this exact scenario, but I do have a bond power called Force of Will. Once per session, I can command someone to flee, stop and drop what they're holding, or to come to me. They have to do it. 
unless the GM decides they're too strong-willed, and then I get another bite at this ability, and also I clear one stress. Sure. Well, none of the farmers around here are strong-willed enough to qualify for that particular exemption. So I will say that you get on your mech's loudspeaker, and uh, when you shout for them to halt, one of them will do so long enough for the rest of you, for, for, the, for the lot of you, to uh, come up to them. I should stress, by the way, that for the most part, the farmers have fled either in the vehicles that they were piloting during the melee, or they have climbed into various ground vehicles and fled the scene through those means. I just want to say that if, like, a mech rolled up onto my town and then deployed, like, a huge beefy guy, I would be way more intimidated by that huge beefy guy. Alright, well, we have a guy. We have a guy we can talk to. Do we want to approach this guy like a non-hostile individual and, like, climb out of our robots? That seems... Yeah, I have body armor. Yeah. Yeah, we can, like... Worst comes to worst, he's a farmer who has, like, maybe a pistol. We are trained soldiers slash revolutionaries slash mech pilots who have armor and actual weaponry, so I'm pretty sure we could take half armor if it came down to it. We are opening peace negotiations, but just to be sure, we are way more powerful than him and could easily kill him to death. We'd like throw a rock or something and it would just pass through him like wet tissue paper. <laughs> That's the message we want to convey. Well, for the moment, the, uh, the person who stopped was actually in a combine harvester. The other harvesters are just sort of scattered and abandoned here. The Their pilots were intelligent or, uh, at the very least, aware enough to jump into trucks and flee in, you know, faster-moving vehicles. But uh, this guy probably panicked, stayed in the Combine Harvester, and uh, by the time you guys roll up to the town, he is uh, quite visibly given up and uh, slowly but surely climbs out of the harvester's cockpit and something i will say about his appearance is that it's very different to the bodybuilders you have clutched in your tiny mech hands he appears to be more of the sort of classical appearance of a farmer this sort of barrel-chested but you know covered in a certain layer of fat over uh, or probably substantial muscles also wearing what appears to be some sort of flannel space feature flannel alright so he climbs out of his cockpit yeah once he realizes the jig is up and in particular once Jean-Luc uses their bond power yeah literally just get on loudspeaker and yo halt Stop it. Quit it. Get out. You, sir. Fuck it, I'll get out of my mech, too. Like, we'll yeah, same. meet this guy face-to-face. Yeah, same. Okay. 
before we do that, can we just like real quick just use the muscle dudes and just kind of like knock them together like action figures? <laughs> <laughs> no, kid. Um, Every time you try, they only high-five. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for stopping. Y'all ain't fitting to shoot me, right? Of course not. What are we, barbarians? Well, who knows, we might be. Did kind of come in here carrying, like, three guys? Three guys. That is true. I would just like to say our being remarkably good sports about this not much they can do. Alright, well, if shooting's off the table, y'all fitting to arrest me? Why would we do that? Because we ain't supposed to actually go to war or fight with the other teams. Pretty sure we're not supposed to do that. How about this? We will conveniently forget what we saw you answer just a few simple questions like this he does seem to sort of visibly relax looks around notices that everyone else is long gone looks back at you says well that's how it is then uh so sounds better than the alternatives i don't think this is a fitting place for a long conversation how about we head back to my shack and I can brew you up something? Sounds lovely to me. What about you, gang? Someone has to watch the meatheads. True, someone does have to watch the meatheads. Do I go with my shitting noble voice or my regular person voice? I think I'm gonna go with my normal person voice for the time being. I think the meatheads are well in hand. <laughs> Gesturing at the sizable robot hands and a loud car. That was one of them escaping on a motorcycle. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, we can load back up into our respective vehicles and follow this dude back to his abode. Oh, you don't need to load back up to do that. He just ran home. <laughs> he did not get far from the settlement in the first place. Whether or not it's necessary, I would still like to keep our mechs as close as possible, if for no other reason than it is theoretically possible that these meatheads could wriggle their way out and escape. And I would like them to be within easy sight range if they try something. Yeah, no reason for them to steal our Everests if they get, uh, if they somehow get free. That's okay, I put the club on mine. Hmm. Alright. Nobody under the age of, like, 30 is going to know what the fuck I just said. No, that's still a thing. Is it? Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We even still call them clubs. I say we as though I'm under 30, but let's just move on. People will understand. So, with that in mind, you do spin your mechs around. He, he leaves the Combine Harvester there if no one else does, but you uh, take your mechs back over to the shack in question. He uh, puts a kettle on and uh, looking up at you guys as you descend down to the ground level mentions. Now I gotta warn you, it's not gonna taste very good. 
coffee beans are two days old. They're still worth a bit of a kick. We've had worse, I assure you. The implication of that being, you notice as he pulls out a uh, gun. A soggy coffee filter is that he has been making coffee with the same set of beans for the past two days. Oh, okay. <laughs> I may retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll see. As someone who doesn't drink coffee, I don't know how to react to this in character. Would it be that it's too strong to... The grounds are going to be exceptionally weak and over-extracted, so it's going to be almost no flavor, but what flavor is there is going to be bitter, and that's it. Very loudly bitter. Or I guess very quietly bitter. Okay. <laughs> Depends on the percolator. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he hands out some beaten tin uh, cups around... And you can uh, try drinking from them or not, at your discretion. I will take one sip, and then the minute he turns around, I dump it into a plant. I drink it like a man. (laughs) (laughs) My palate is not so rugged that I can just throw this all back in one shot. I... I take a sip, and there's like just the barest hint of a of a curl of my spine, <clears throat> bracing. I've had worse than rashes. Just like we say around here, coffee's got different ways of waking you up. What is it you had wanted to ask me about? First of all, let me just take this thing off. I don't think it's necessary at this point. Unzips pants. <laughs> Primarily, we are concerned about those three thumbing at the meatheads and what they were doing amongst your number. Oh. Did they multiply somehow? No, they just look like that. What do you mean? Well, it's just there was two of them and looks like you got three. Actually, it turns out there were four of them. Two for each side. Oh. One of them, I waved dismissively, did not make it. We can't rule out that they don't reproduce by budding, though. Alright, well, I will say that for farmhands, they did appear to be, uh, over-engineered. Is that what they were here being? Farmhands? Yeah, they, uh, I don't think they were rightly, uh, educated enough to handled full of neck pairs and such, but they can pilot a machine well enough. Were they the ones who put you up to this? Like, hmm. Well, it's a bit funny. Can't rightly say they was the only ones uh, anchoring for a showdown. Well, they did seem to get uh, quite a bit louder in that direction if, if after they arrived. Come to think of it. How long ago was that? Not too long. Two, three weeks. Which is well before we set our sights on Maritone. Yeah, we've been here for like just a couple days. Just a couple days at this point, yeah. 
least it's nice to know that they didn't have anything to do with us. What are the, um, relations like between you and that other work team? Your work team, not necessarily your team and the other team. Before things got that heated. I can't rightly say there was cordial. It was fitting to sneak into our area, move the GPS markers, make their fields a little bit bigger, take some of our hard work onto theirs. Now, admittedly, uh, it's a bit fuzzy where it all got started, because uh, we've been moving those GPS markers right back and taking a bit of their field in exchange for their troubles. Well, that's been going on for, uh, oh, at least half a year at this point. Things boiled up into fist fights in the past, but uh, I'd say this was probably the first time that uh, both teams rolled up mech against mech. At least the uh, first time since I was part of the team. about breaking the contracts. Uh, not entirely sure what you're going on about, but I can assure you that uh, the fights have broken out before. Our team, other teams nearby, word gets around about this sort of thing. Doesn't break a contract, to my knowledge. Breaks a lot of equipment, though. That, that can get expensive. Yeah, doesn't that come out of your own pocket? Well, it does, but if we deal more damage to them, then they gotta lick their wounds for longer, you know. And my, my only concern here was that I thought what we was doing was, like, actually illegal. Not, not, not contract law, but just, like, law law. I don't see why it couldn't be both. But then again, as soon as we leave this door, we're probably gonna forget all about it. Which means we're not leaving until we properly understand why. Why would? Why they are here, motioning at the main heads. Uh, for the money? We're all here for the money. No, no, they... They seem to be coming from somewhere else. And they have access to resources that are quite far above your collective pay grade. Oh. Well, why do they need the money, then? They don't. At least not in an unusual they came here to stir the shit. But I guess if they did, then they were successful. Yes, but the question is why? Well, I suppose you'll have to ask them. Try. Got some nice workout tips, but aside from that, questionable results. I don't think their names are real. I, I refuse to admit those are real names. Oh no, those are real names. Well, Farmer Shrugs, he's out of ideas. doesn't especially matter. It would simply be nice to know. Well, he takes a long sip of his shitty-ass coffee. I do the same. Wince on the swallow. Well, 
I don't really have much in the way of questions to ask at this point. Two of you. So these guys cycle in every four years, right? Yep. So we're presumably the last group to come in and tell the new group, hey, occasionally you gotta go over there and beat the shit out of the other guys. Or they just came across that idea organically. If their paychecks are performance-based, and they can increase their performance by stealing it from other people, then they'll, you know, the, the mechanisms of capital will arrive at that conclusion naturally. And then shit-stirring will escalate. Break one of my tools, I'll break two of yours, so that I can make back the deficit and get ahead myself. Things will keep getting worse and worse and worse until we're trying to kill each other with combine harvesters. And that's right. But just to be sure, so what gave you guys the idea of this kind of whole arm sabotage thing anyway? suppose that sort of thing's been a natural escalation of our relationship. Like I said, uh, the actual calls for blood do seem to have arisen after these folks showed up. Not sure why they would show up on both sides, though. Yeah, that's interesting. And did, uh, do you have any contact with the outgoing group when you were coming in? Or did they keep you separated? Outgoing group? Yeah, the group that was in here before, the, the, the previous four years. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. But no, no, uh, the contracts is uh, individual tenures. We're not hired as a group every four years. So. I've been here for year and a half. Uh, Bonnie's been here for two years. Uh, Betty's been here for seven months, I'd say. Does anyone know when these fights actually started? Well, I couldn't rightly say that they've been arrivals for longer than I've been on the team. So a bunch of old blood, that's what you're saying. No one can rightly tell where it began. You just know that the other side is bad. So... Well, something like that, but uh, I wasn't too big into the rivalry until uh, the day they moved those uh, GPS trackers, at least it was the first time it happened that after I joined the team. They keep messing with us, we keep messing with them, that's all I got to say about it. Has anyone actually ever seen someone sabotage from the other side? Actually ever seen this happen? Oh yeah. Yeah, we throw rocks when that happens. Okay. So you've definitely seen other farmers do it, not say people who are dressed or look like farmers. Not two particularly really buff meat men. No, I wouldn't say they're the root of all the problems. Oh, I'm not saying that they're the, you know, cause of it, but I'm saying you're absolutely certain that agitators aren't being sent in. Couldn't rightly say. Hmm. And about uh, how often do these little skirmishes happen? Well, this was the first one I was in. Like I said, word gets round. Ever since I've been here, say at least a dozen times, uh, people have popped off to the point of uh, fighting like that. Were you? Would you say you were having a pretty good harvest this year? Or were you looking at a pretty good yield or something? Well, I'd like to hope so, but... Uh, 
We've been having trouble getting enough money together to buy enough bees. Hmm. Okay. So, pretty normal, pretty normal for the year? Well, so they tell me. What was the trigger this time, if you don't mind me asking? The GPS things? You didn't. Yeah, the GPS. Yeah, basically it's uh, the, the thing where people sneakily take property markers and move them to increase or decrease the size of someone's property. But, you know, future, so property markers are GPS waypoints. I do want to remind everybody from our pre-mission briefing that the uh, Triple Elite have basically given up on baritone they are letting it self-destruct on purpose because that way they can gouge everybody around them with their local small farm operations or at the very least protect themselves from the uh impending famine so one thing i do also want to remind people is that maybe we should talk this guy into spreading the word about the uh, the leadership that we're trying to install, oh, yeah. so that, because like he he can spread the word, being like, hey, we won't be performance based anymore. We won't have to waste time fighting each other. We can actually do our jobs and not worry about having to die from giant mech attacks. I mean, I was just gonna send Alice and Jim here as soon as they were done with Willow Springs. And then Alice in Chains for a nice concert. Make this stop number two for them, considering they're vulnerable right now, emotionally and logistically. We can, like, tell him about and have him start spreading the word, and then to get, like, that spark of hope up, and then when they come in, they'll be, it'll be easier for them to do their job. Here, stronger together. Spread the word. Workers' rights. Unionize. Alright, well... If you want to take that initiative, then go ahead and give me a roll. Okay. This sounds like either Charm or Leader Inspire, which is the same number for me. I would like to tap into my celebrity background to make myself build up the hype a little bit more. Because something that I learned uh, reading rules, we've kind of been using backgrounds wrong. You can apply your background at any time that you feel is narratively appropriate you don't it's not limited to once per session i never said it was once per session yeah i didn't think that oh okay on the flip side bobbin can invoke our background to give us a penalty dice but uh would you say that this is the same scene as from the uh last yeah you can have that okay so uh doing this at two accuracy then that's a natural 20... No, that's not a natural 20. This is almost. Uh, that's a 31. 19 on the dice for a total of 31. Well, like you pointed out before, this guy is sort of... He and his team are at the ends of their rope. People don't resort to violence unless they are at an extremity already. Or normal people don't, anyway, at any rate. So... Yeah, I will turn that into three segments. <laughs> Shit, okay. Of your segment clock. Go, oh, alright. It was at seven, you are now at ten out of twelve. Oh. Colin. 
What? Oh, Colin. What? You tied. I remember last session we all got crazy hyped about oh, yeah. Claire rolling the highest dice we'd ever seen and crowing about how that would be the number to beat. It was a 31. You've tied for the highest roll. Oh, <laughs> Colin. Listen, I'll take a tie when the number is 30 fucking one, okay? Fair enough. At any rate, does it seem like you have discussed enough at this point? I think so. I've gotten everything out of this that I want. I don't know about the others. Yeah, I think I've gotten all the information. Yeah, I'm good. Or at least we're smart enough to get. Let's get back to Willow Creek and get Namtap back in this goddamn game. I do have to ask you, though, what are you going to do with the meatheads? Because, clearly, if you leave them here, they will stir up the pot some more. Uh, I mean, can't we just tell our farmer friend, put these dudes to work, but don't listen to a fucking thing they say? You can do that and hope for the best, sure. Uh, idiots and shit stirrers on purpose. Jerk them. I'm sorry, Abe, did you just, you just suggest we give them hand jobs? No. Well, Connor's gotta get busy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a lot of meat on them. Nobody has to know where it came from. <laughs> I think they do. I think that's how you turn into a Wendigo. They're gonna be tough and gamey, though. That's why you jerk them. You can marinate the hell out of the meat, and you dry it out. It's supposed to be tough and chewy anyway. Serious answers, though. The other problem is that they've likely seen our faces, unless we did some, like, real sick positioning. They've likely seen our faces, and at least heard Connor's real voice, and know that he has a voice changer. And if they are reporting back to Penelope in any capacity, our, our jig may be up, which would be bad. Uh, skate shooting it is. Now, I didn't take off the, uh, the the voice modulator until we got into the cottage or the, the, the building, so they haven't heard my real voice yet. You have also specified that you parked your mechs close enough to keep an eye on them, and the walls of these oh, well. structures are fairly thin. If it's close enough for us to keep an eye on them, it's close enough for them to keep an eye on us. Manwich. I'm so I'm saying Manwich. Is is this is this Alan's new arc? We have to deal wow. with his cannibalism. This is instance. me, damn it. This is me. <laughs> There's a lot of good meat there, and I don't want it to go to waste. Man, we thought Johnny was the psychopath. God, what do we fucking do? I still say skate shooting. Skeet shooting might have to be the solution. That is the simplest solution. Definitely not where anybody can see it. It's happen. the second most psychopathic option, though. What's the first? Oh, eating them. eating yeah. them. <laughs> well, say we don't have to. We don't have to be the ones eating them. We could sell. <laughs> that's worse. That's actually worse. <laughs> yes, that's why worse. skeet shooting is the second most psychopathic option. <laughs> mm, God, do we want to be that awful? 
I'll be that awful. I don't have any qualms. I've killed people. Okay, so, like, here's the other thing. We've already got one POW. Why can't we just have three more? Why can't we just fucking shackle them, bolt them up to something inside the flying wing, make a point to feed them every so often, and this just store them in the metal star some point post <laughs> we could get them a big hamster wheel too <laughs> I don't know we give them the same accommodations as the other POW we took yeah, you do have that one guy yeah you do have that one guy yeah that that's my vote is we, we tie these dudes you up know, you know what because I'm not at the point where Connor wants to kill people because it's easy yet. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm like 90% sure these dudes are grown in a lab. In a lab. Yeah, probably. But also, at the same time, uh, let's not kill them. Let's not, let's not needlessly take human lives. Look, hey, this setting explicitly has non-human person as, like, a class of being. These guys are just NHPs made of meat. So, I wouldn't be cannibalism. Uh, unless Alan is going to stop me. We get a nice, you know, cast iron pan. We carve us up a slab of dude. We give it a good searing. Some no. butter, some garlic in there. Oh, I want to play. Make a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a choice. I've said what I'm doing. I'm saying POW. But I'm, I'm, no, I wouldn't stop, give Johnny a choice. Johnny's choice would be fucking kill them. Yes. Let's let Johnny kill them then. Then it's all our hands are clean then. <laughs> True. No, nope. we're, we're POW. POW. POW is my vote. Fine. All right. With that settled, we'll rig up like some bikes or something connected to our power system. It'll be an alternative energy source. Cardio. Ugh. Do you know what that does to your muscle mass? <laughs> Look for as big as your hearts are. Probably should like exercise them in sane, restrained ways. They eat like thirty eggs a day. Their cholesterol. If they tried to like run a mile, they would just their hearts would just explode. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. And then we jerk. It's ethically sourced meat. You find yourselves on the metal star, having placed the three prisoners in a basically a steel lined cubicle with a security door we just sprinkle in some barbells every once in a while fill the big water bottle you land the metal star at that in the fallow field where it landed before and uh, take the ground transport vehicle that comes with the ship back into Willow Creek fully disguised again Fair enough. But as you enter the room with Johnny and Agent Nil inside, Agent Nil's head goes up as you enter and says, Ah, you are back. Yeah, sorry it's been like ten hours. Someone wanted to turn some people into jerky. That's not canon and you know it. <laughs> oh, I feel like I've been sat here for weeks. It feels like it's been about, I don't know, six weeks? Did anyone remember to put the protein pellets out for the big dudes? So did you come across any agent provocateurs? Yes. Yes, actually. Yes. He 
Four of them. Three of them are still currently alive. You can call it living. It is as I suspected then. Oh, that many. I motion at Nil to continue. And did you bring them with you? In a fashion. They're basically gerbils now. Well, if it does not conflict with your interests, I would like to take them into custody. Hold my arms. For what purpose exactly? Well, to build a case against Penelope Agrotisa, naturally. What she and the rest of the Orr faction are doing here is quite untenable, and not at all in the interests of the hegemony as a whole. Squint my eyes. I don't my get this head. guy's deal. Ooh, 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 That's a ooh. proper noun I've not heard before, Agent. Don't give them to him, because that'll serve the Hegemony's wider needs. I will say that as a noble, you have heard oh. that proper noun before. Alright. What proper noun was that? The Or faction. Oh. Would I have heard that before? Possibly. Okay. I've only heard of the Eva faction, I'm afraid. Connor may have come across the fact that nobles organize themselves into factions and these factions are very often at each other's throats. You may not be aware of what they call themselves, but very likely the reason your show went off the air is because you were trying to get the patronage of someone only for their enemy to shut you down out of spite mm. or some larger political play. Because Certainly, it was not a matter of actual ratings. Yeah, my ratings were good. Whereas, what do I know about him? Well, Lord Armand, if you do not mind, I could explain it to those in your group who are not fully aware of the organizations at play. Visibly wins at being called Lord Armand. Recover... You're a lord! Yes, I told you. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> yes, I noticed. Please, Agent, the honor is yours. Oh. Well, thank you. So the various nobles of this, our great nation, find themselves with a need to give themselves purpose. And so they have organized themselves along lines of somewhat philosophical intentions. What they want their families and what they believe nobility as a whole should accomplish. There are seven of them. They've named themselves after some ancient heraldic colors or some such. It is quite unnecessary in my opinion, but who am I to stop them? The Orr faction, as I have mentioned, represents gold. Just, just, just one second. Just, I, I hate to interrupt you, but Johnny, you can stop sitting on him. Oh, I stopped a while ago. I've been doing backflips for hours. Yes, he only came back to sit on me once you came to arrive. 
Yeah, I've mostly been freaking him out by making my ass biceps flex. Oh, I hate that. I have told you that is not what that muscle is called. <laughs> no, no, it's not my glutes. I've been, look. Just no, I'm it. not looking. No, no, I'm no. not okay. looking. I flex and the clothes tear off around that my That is ass. not a muscle known to science. <laughs> I am not aware of what that muscle is called. It is not it part of my... It looks like biceps flexing. But I know where the biceps are. That's a fucking Spongebob character. Anyway, the gold. The gold faction. Yes. The gold, or ore faction, as you might guess by the name, they are primarily concerned with money. The purpose of nobility is to gather money. And the prestige of nobility is seen through the hoarding and displaying of wealth. Then there is the Argent faction, Silver. They prefer the idea of gathering knowledge rather than wealth. That knowledge is power, after all. So I can understand where they are coming from. However, they are quite upset by people who think that uh, the gathering of knowledge should be regulated by things like ethics and consent. Fun. There is the Gulls faction, Red, who believe that the only true form of power is found at the end of a barrel. Your former mentor, General Aaron Sunder was a prominent member of their faction. Then there is Sable, who believe that appearances must be maintained, but that rivals must be eliminated through the most expedient methods possible. There is the Azure faction, who believe that the purpose of nobility is to indulge in every vice and win and they generally do not think beyond their next orgy there is vert green they are the ones who appreciate the wild spaces wish to preserve them mostly so that they may indulge in their hobbies of camping and hunting finally there's purpure purple. They are, well, best described as royalists. They believe that it is only right and proper for the hymn leader to be able to do what he pleases. And of course, they also believe that the hymn leader should also be able to reward his most uh, loyal backers. To whatever degree he wishes. Now I, as a member of the Subharmonics, work directly for the hymn leader, so if I were to be in a faction, and I certainly do not have a title worthy of association, then I suppose I would have to be purpure. Well, they all sound wonderful. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, tell me more about the orgies. Sadly, I have never been invited to one. I'm just gonna just... Temporary horny restraining order on the team here. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. You can't do this to me. 
Yes, I can. <laughs> no, not again. It's done. I already did it. But to get back to the matter at hand, Penelope Agrotisa is very much a member of the Ore faction. Is in fact one of the leading lights of the faction. And when I arrived here, admittedly I was on your tail. But in the process, I learned exactly what Penelope seems to be up to here. And I must say that I am not at all happy with her activities. Oh, and that we are united. Okay, so I know this guy basically has no reason to lie to us. That being said, he has I s- every reason to lie to yeah, us. He, he will he will lie to us. Not, all the not time, about Connor. this. Not about this. They, they sh- right you now. should listen to them, honestly. No, no, I was saying I was saying this out of character, but like But I still want to roll to see if this guy's fucking like lying about wanting to build a case against her and that he's like displeased with her and that he's actually got his goals aligned with ours. Well, he doesn't actually have his goals aligned with ours beyond removing her. Okay. We're going to have very different intentions for what happens after she's gone. And maybe even before that, because, like, we're probably going to kill her. He wants her arrested. Either way, I want to I wanna roll to see if this guy's fucking lying. How would you actually know if he's lying or not? Just the general vibe of him? Just in general? Are you just going to, like, we've... taste him? Is he going to taste like a liar? Checking the vibes, man. I'm going to say, there are tells people have, there are uh, ways of lie detecting, but you are trying to use this on an agent of the subharmonics, an agent of the secret police, so this is going to be a heroic role with a difficulty. 20 or nothing, baby. Oh. If it's with the difficulty, then I literally can't get it because I don't have anything and don't have any triggers to, uh... I mean, you could do things that could get you accuracy. You can push? Yeah, I'll push, actually. You know, I mean, that's still going to make it a natural 20 that I need, but... It's just like, I'm just imagining what's going to happen if you actually manage to roll a natural 20 on this. And just like, are you lying? Yes. Wait, I mean, no. (laughs) Shit. I will say, if you somehow pull a 20 out of your hat, I will give you some additional information through a personal message. Okay. Which team does he say he plays for? He plays for the purple team. He's loyal to the big man. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. That's not a natural 20. That's that's not a natural 20. There's not. That's a natural 7. That's, uh, that's... I don't have a d20 on me, but that's, like, even if you turn the dice completely upside down, that's still not a, anywhere close to a 20. Because I think... I think you turn the dice upside down, that's an L, Colin. Because <laughs> I think you... Both sides end up... Like, opposite sides end up adding up to 21. Yeah, the opposite side of a 20 is the 1. But, uh, just for clarification... He is a member of the Subharmonics who works for the uh, Kim Leader directly. And so if he is any faction, he is a royalist. 
but he is not actually of any faction because he has no noble title. Yeah, I was I was gonna clarify that that these are all like these are all cliques of noble families that are sort of organized by shared obsession. And this guy's not actually a noble, so he's not actually part of anything. But if he would be part of anything, he'd be part of the royalists because he directly serves the man in charge. I don't believe he's part of anything. I have a trigger. And we're all proud of you for it. Hey. <laughs> also roll a seven. <laughs> I get the feeling that this guy is 100% honest and my friend. <laughs> I have bonded through him with my ass. Almost literally. We, we have done... We have touched tips. Over the course of 20 hours, my ass has bonded with him. Like a couch. Like a leather couch. (laughs) Oh, boy. I can now use the muscles to mold into the inverse shape of his ass. (laughs) Connect like Legos. Okay. Okay. Can we fix the thing yet? Fix the wall. Yeah, we need to fix the wall. Yeah, we can absolutely uh, fix the wall. We have to fix the situation that causes the wall first. Also, people will definitely super try to kill us when we do it. To actually answer the question, no, we cannot start fixing the wall because we have not disabled the people who will come and try and kill us en masse if we start trying to fix the wall. Can't we just kill them as we fix the wall? There's there a lot will of be them. too many, and it will take us too much time. There is a way. Also, we will turn every oh, individual. On, I'm listening to the guy. I want to listen to the guy who want, who likes my ideas. There is a way. Also, you're going to listen to him now. Well, he's supporting me. Is that all it takes? Johnny, your twer- twerking's great. You should do what we say. No, no, I want to hear him out. He, he's lying to us, but he's lying in a good way. You see the. Uh... The problem that Baraton now has is that Penelope Hagrotisa is the person in charge of it. If that situation were to change, then someone else would need to take that position. I assume that whoever is funding your so-called revolution has someone in mind for that position, hence your appearance here at this time. If you are willing enough to cooperate with the removal of Penelope, then I can send word up the chain that uh, whoever replaces her is at least good enough for a uh, temporary administration. Okay, how much do we tell about, or how much do we tell this guy about what our plans here are? Ideally, nothing. Yeah, ideally nothing. Ideally nothing. The problem is, Unless we kill him, he is going to send word up the chain at some point. And at some point, the hegemony is going to send a replacement. And that's going to come in conflict with our workers' revolution. I think he can hear us. I'm speaking out of character. So am I. I'm not. Johnny's going insane again. to nobody. And I think he can hear us. Daddy's got the torposes again. He rattled his brain too much. Oh, wait. Maybe he knows where she is. 
we know where she is. She's at the manor. Oh, she's home. She she lives here. Why not fucking rub that? We ate grits there. Because we needed to make sure that the workers were ready to seize the means of production before we cut the head off the snake. We want to make sure this place is ready to go before we throw it into chaos. Is Which it? is no. why we're no. here at Willow Creek getting that started with Alice and Jim. Yeah, they're about ten twelfths of the way there. Yeah, I was gonna say we need like two more we need like two more good rolls. Oh god, what do we need to do? We need to install the workers as the system of government, basically. We can't do that till we kill her. We need to get them as primed as we can possibly be to jump into that position. Which I think means that our next step is going to check in on our would-be leaders, finding out how they're doing, maybe send them out to the battlefield that we were at so they can get started over there, continue the work. Let's do it. Okay. Unfortunately, we are mid-conversation with the secret police, and he did just, like, make us an offer that we need to respond to. I am of the mind of saying that our proposed change in leadership is already here, and just leaving it at that. Unless he really pushes for more information, yeah. I think he will probably quickly figure out who the change in leadership is when they take over leadership. Yeah. Oh, what does he know about Penelope's robot? We know everything we need to know about Penelope's robot. I want to know its weakness. Surely if he's trying to arrest her, he knows a weakness. We have that information already. Generally, people don't get arrested in their giant robots. I mean, if you want to ask it of him just as a test. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing written here about the robot's weakness. We have it. We don't have it. Narratively, we possess the information. Bobbin has not given us the file. This is all true. God, I missed a lot in that session. <laughs> no, you were here for it. This was when Gomez was... Yeah, this was uh, the information we got from Gomez, the dude we smuggled out in a suitcase. Yeah, uh, he's. this is the result of my downtime. Well, we got the robot's weakness. Yeah, we know we know the stats of all of the robots. Well, let's do the thing then. Please be more specific. I mean, he's, go he's gonna meet the leadership at some point, either now or in, like, a week. So... It doesn't really matter what we say to him, um, unless we're killing him, which I'm all for. Yeah, you did try to kill him once, and that didn't work out super great. I'm sure he's a clone or something, but he's probably a clone, but... Okay, I am going to take the reins and be decisive, and reply to him by saying, Our change in leadership is actually already present. It's you! Congratulations! Yeah, it's kind of time. Yes, I assume that's what you were doing, introducing your people around here in Willow Creek. It is actually a step in the right direction. A good leader should be in contact with the people they lead. Penelope, on the other hand, seems quite isolated, aside from those she deems worthy to be within her inner circle. I am guessing that you have encountered three of them and killed one. It's quite possible. They were 
were not especially forthcoming. Yes, their willingness to obey her and only her is one of the uh, strengths she likes to cultivate. But I shall say it to you very plainly here, that at the moment, the food produced by Baritone is the planetary breadbasket. And as the leader of the planet, that makes it the hymn leader's breadbasket. So the fact that Penelope Agrotisa is trying to dismantle it and replace it with food production owned wholly by her and her fellows in the Or faction is not going to play well with the hymn leader or with their rivals. I am not sure which of those rifles you are working for at the moment, though I have narrowed it down somewhat since I started on this case. We certainly hope Johnny didn't do anything stupid like tell you exactly who it was. But I can assure you that at this moment the hymn leader would be glad to have any other faction other than Orr take command of Baritone. Out of character, did you guys say that you saved three and killed one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to him. I think so. I'm assuming so. I am assuming so. I know we said we had three. Yeah. But I don't know if you said it to him. I know you... Bobbin just clarified that Bobbin's that is... Bobbin's assuming. Yeah. Okay, so he's probably not a robot then. Good to know. If it is a mistake, it is a genuine DM mistake and not yeah. the NPC overplaying his hand. Yeah. I would love to hear your guesses as to who we actually work for. Well, there is the Sable Faction, of course. Manufacturing a false rebellion is exactly the sort of thing they would do, but so far I have not encountered quite as many twists and turns as I would expect from them. So I think perhaps it is some other faction trying to frame them. If anything, I would think it might be the Gulls. It is true that you killed Aaron Sunder, but perhaps, uh, well, he does have the reputation of being a hard man to work with. So perhaps some other up-and-coming champion of the Gulls decided to remove a troublesome loudmouth before embarking on a very undercover endeavor. I do have to rule out the Ore faction, of course, given your actions here. And I doubt that you are with Purpure, because otherwise I would have been told to back off from this case. Plus, Meganis is also a member of the faction, being the hymn leader's private army. Checks on you, I'm here for knowledge. I just got kind of a goofy smile on my face as I'm listening to him run through his thought process. Connor got bored with his guesses around the second guess and stopped paying attention. Of course, I cannot yet just completely rule out the other factions, but I doubt it is Azure as well. They tend to not have a very long attention span. Hmm. I'll have to continue watching to find out. In the meantime, we do have work to do. Yeah, let's go to war and orgies. Ah, uh, yes, the warge. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna go check on our leaders to be. You know what, I'm, I'm just gonna 
I just want to see if this guy bleeds. Oh my god. I'm gonna stop you. No, 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 just, just a little, just a little one. Just a little one. <laughs> this will be look, a good learning experience for John. Look, 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 look. If he's on the level, he'll let me prick his finger, and if blood comes out, he's a person. Or he's a robot with a skin suit. That's not real. There's no such thing as skin suits. There is. I'm wearing one, actually. Yeah. We're all robots. No, I'm a human. I just am wearing a second organism on top of my skin. The term is non-person. Or non-human person. No, this isn't even a person. It's... It's closer to a weird slug. Yeah. Anyways, Johnny is going to stab this dude in the hand. Delicately. I'm just going to prick him. With a knife, but instead... I'd like that you clarified that it was a knife. Because I would have had to invoke the no horny rule. <laughs> you only get one possession. It lasts all session. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. yeah. If it lasts for longer Sorry. than four hours, let I need to call him. a doctor. Is he going to let me? You interrupted my great joke. I'm sure I did. But it's also yeah, free. I said, so if, it, I said if it lasts for four, if it lasts no. for four In general, hours, this guy does not like to be touched. And so if you just go at him with a knife, he is going to try and avoid you. If you explain your reasoning, he will ask you for the knife. I give him a little knife, the smallest one I have. How many do you have? It's still 14 inches long. I'm invoking the no horny rule on that one, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Sakia from Toho. I always have a knife, unless I, unless for plot reasons I can't have one. Or Dio. I suppose in a world with strange possibilities, it is good to be curious. He says this as he uh, pokes the knife. Uh, just uh, considers each of his fingertips, then uh, closes his hand and cuts the back of his uh, thumb. You know, no need to mess with this dexterity, after all. And uh, it's thin, it's light, but uh, blood does seep out. He squeezes it, makes a little more blood come out. All right, I'll touch a hot wire to it. You can even taste it, if you are so inclined. I'm like halfway out the door, yelling over my shoulder, we already had the cannibalism arc. Done with that. <laughs> I take the knife back. I, well, I, I try and take the knife, but is he going to give me the knife back? Yeah. Okay, I take the knife back. I lick the blood off his knife because it's a bit less weird. <laughs> Admittedly, only a bit. All right, now I'm invoking the no horny rule. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Alice and Jim are outside, and... Alice is explaining to Jim slowly and apparently not for the first time why the farmers here would not want to be called oh, what's a good word for that serfs listen Jim no you said it was in your game that the base unit was called serfs but they they don't want to be called base units here. Or serfs. 
I haven't been present for any of this conversation up until now, but I already agree. I've decided to come along just because I don't want to be with the weird blood play going on in the I'm other room. I'm not leaving Johnny alone with that man anymore. Oh, I'm sure the guy could kick Johnny's ass. No, he couldn't. I grenaded him. For you. I just really... I don't want Johnny alone unsupervised anymore. Excuse me, but if they're not serfs, then what am I supposed to build at the town centre? You don't build them at any town centre. Then what do I spend my golden lumber on? The buildings. Yes, and the buildings build the units. <laughs> and that's when you guys show no, up. I think the units build the units. Slowly. Over the course of nine months. This is still somehow less weird than what's going on inside. So, I know we've only been gone the better part of the day, but how are things going? Publicly, they're going fairly well. The work crew bosses are listening to what we have to say after I interpret what Jim means to say to them. She's never played Warfist 2. It's the best one. Yes, I'm sure it is, Jim. I signed up for this. I signed up for this. So, where do you need us now? Well, do you believe you are up to a more challenging scenario? I play on the highest difficulty levels. Think that's a yes? Well, the place that we just came from, two war teams were lethally at each other's throats, partially due to some instigators sent by Penelope herself. Ah. Uh. I heard word of uh, altercations of that sort breaking out uh, around these parts as well. This was fully mechanized inter-team combat. Hmm. A bit rare, but yes, that's not unheard of. We stopped the fighting, although we were a bit forceful in doing so. So they are slightly reticent to very least deal with us who were in uh, the third party max. Two of you though, so long as you don't show up riding Everests. We also did put a good word in for you. The two teams are licking their wounds. They are going to be operating at diminished capacity. They are all emotionally frayed. Well, let me see if I've got, got this right. Okay, Jim. Yes? Their morale and cohesion stats are at the minimum levels, but this does mean that we get a bonus to whichever stat we improve first. Hmm. What are they fighting over? It's been a lot of tit-for-tat. One team sabotages another... Revenge happens, revenge happens again, it escalates, nobody remembers where it started. Hmm. And the cause of spell I is vague, then. Is it a resource allocation thing? Technically, yes. It's all over farmland. Then it strikes me that we just need to ensure that resources are allocated in the most efficient way. And then we should give them a bonus to their democracy stat. I just want to say on camera, 
that I love that Namtab has randomly hijacked an NPC <laughs> and Bobbin has allowed this because it's still in character. I think Bobbin just doesn't want to do two voices. <laughs> Honestly, a little both. <laughs> but uh, I will say that Jim's uh, previous solution of breaking up the work crews and uh, reallocating them so that uh, they are forced to work with former rivals uh, for a common good is probably going to work out fairly well in this case as well. But you have already made your role in regards to that second work team. And so, if you want to get those last two segments for your clock, you're going to have to find and figure out a third location. And I do have some locations of note on Baritone primed and ready. Alright, All right. go for it. Oh, send, send, them to me. send them to me. I'll read them in character. No, no, no. <laughs> Do it. I hate this nerd. I want him to go Do away. It. <laughs> That's the only reason for the silence. Never dare me unless you're willing to follow through. No! <laughs> oh, I got a message. <laughs> Okay, I, I've been analyzing the world map, and I've um, identified three locations for you. Poultry Point. I think they farm meat there. Then there's the Apiary Bee Cove, or as some people who aren't able to remember three words call it, just ABC, <laughs> like the alphabet. And then. Finally, Grenville. I don't know what they do there. Pick your quest, adventurers. Connor's just staring at him. Well, that uh, that farmer that we spoke to previously said he was having trouble getting hold of some bees. Seems wise to go bolster the supply. Connor's gonna make sure that he has the stims ready to go in case he's allergic. He's never been stung by a bee before, but this seems like the sort of thing that the universe would do to him to make him allergic to bees, and then throw him at a place that has a lot of bees. Well, good news. They actually make honey from wasps there. Oh, God. Oh, yes, the meat honey. <laughs> the money. It is the Or faction. <laughs> Follow the money. Are we in agreement then? We're going to be Bill? Yeah, let's go to the bees. Should we say BC for the honey? It's it's the opposite of of Nick Cage. I am shouting, Yes the bees. Yes the bees. I I'm not doing a Nick Cage voice. I've been on the space encyclopedia. Grenville is a seed stock emporium. Did you say encyclopedia? No, I said encyclopedia. He no, totally I'm pretty did. sure you said, he said encyclopedia. I would never make such a low-class pun. Fortunately, perhaps for everyone, Jim is heading to the place where you guys just were. <laughs> okay. While you guys head on to ABC, the Apiary Bee Cove. 
as soon as he's out of earshot. What a fucking nerd. He definitely said encyclopedia. We all heard that, right? He definitely said encyclopedia. Runs a damn good Milson, though. So, ABC turns out to be a, a real actual cove. As in just sort of a, a relatively calm section of the coastline that uh, is entirely surrounded by... By bees. Hives. There are an intense number of hives stretching out along every road and pathway leading away from this shoreline. And there are a few large structures dotted here and there, places where presumably the beekeepers live. And right along the main highway that goes down and follows the shore, there is what appears to be the headquarters, the Apiary Bee Cove, whose name is written in great big sans-serif letters attached to a giant sign with this happy bee mascot pumping his arm and winking. Once again, you have settled your, uh, your ship some distance away and taken a ground vehicle up to the headquarters. It's loud as hell. Why have they got a bee mascot there? Milking wasps. They're not milking wasps. Who told you that they were milking wasps? I had a long conversation with Jim. Jim is wrong. Do we know that for certain? I really hope so. It occurs to Johnny that Jim may have been talking in context of whatever that tabletop game he was playing. Unfortunately, we missed the Deep Space arc of Trendsetters. I did not see several solo episodes that you as the audience should listen to now. Pause this episode. Don't. Don't pause it. We'll wait. Don't. We'll wait. We won't. Anyway. Alright, well, let's... Moving, uh, on, moving on, let's go in the gate. Let's meet the local leaders. Is this place structured the same as all the others? A bunch of discreet work teams. Well, you haven't been able to see that just yet, but based on the number of dwellings that you passed by, it does seem like they are separated from... the beekeepers are separated from one, one another, not working as a single large team. Or at least they aren't living in a single large team. Is there any suspiciously large and swell people walking around like whales in the minutes? Anyone who seems like they might be a sentient cloud of bees. Well, if you want answers, uh, then give me some sort of perception check. Got it. Nineteen. Damn. Good number. See, I was going to say that looking for swole people is maybe incorrect here, considering you know these days. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's swole, not swollen. It is derivative. Swollen. An easy layup. Nam tab goes for it. But uh, no. You have not noticed any beekeepers who appear to be unusually filling up the beekeeper outfit. Okay, and with the 19, just to answer Ape's question, are there any clouds of, like, sentient bees looking like a person? 
It's a 19. There was the one. But he was <laughs> he appeared to just be mining or they appeared to just be minding their own business. Is there a one woman who's just walking around without a beekeeper suit, just like grabbing bees by the handful and talking very quietly into her microphone? Bobbin. Bobbin, minding their own beeswax was right there. <laughs> it's the two henchmen, one tall and thin, one short and fat. Alright, I think we're getting off the reservation here, so. But we're in farm. As you enter the main building, with the big sign and the bee mascot on it, you find yourself in what appears to be just your regular commercial store. There is a countertop, there are some pamphlets set out on either side with basic information about bees and the benefits of bee pollination and actually some very specific statistics about the effects of bee pollination on uh, specific crop productivity. Is there anyone who looks like they are in charge currently in the store? Yes, there is a woman, probably mid to late 30s, hair tied back, looks uh, somewhat on the small side, sees you enter, smiles, but waits for you to approach the counter to begin a conversation. Now presenting his no. royal, his highness, Lord Pupanio. I'm sorry about him, he tried to eat bees. <laughs> I did no such thing. Also, yeah, his mouth is all small. I don't. I don't think we're doing that here. Are we not? Like out of character, I thought that was what we were doing here. I thought we were going to be the inspection team again. Hi, how's the bees going? What's the buzz? The bees are going quite nice, and the buzz is productivity's up. Is it? Of course. When you get bees to your croplands, you can always count on a boost of production. That's the ABC guarantee. See, because I've heard tell leaning forearm on the counter, leaning in amicably, that there are work teams out there who are having trouble getting hold of bees. Well, they're very small and fast. It's hard to catch them. I will fight you. As you must understand, the, the bees are valuable. The uh, crops on the island are always growing, aside from the occasional fallow field, of course. Aside from that, uh, well, bees are in high demand around here, so they need to go to the highest bidder. Alright, which one of you has the lie dice? Not me. Which one of you rolls insight? Uh, I'd roll read the situation for everything. It works. Yeah. You can roll it. Do you want me to roll it? I'll roll it. Please. I've rolled it. It's an 18. Damn. This one and... Johnny sees through every lie. Well, in this case, it is certainly good enough. And she actually does seem to be a bit stressed and holding something back. As she's talking about bees going to the highest bidder. Now, 
unfortunately, since I am not a mind reader. Hey, uh, you can, you can have one This is some kind of problem with it. Just between us as friends. I'm Johnny, by the way. Oh. Hi, Johnny. I'm Alma. Hi, Alma. You seem a bit worried. Well, it's just that, you know, it's, uh, it's the new payment plan that they've instituted. It's, uh, it's been a bit troublesome, honestly. It's always tricky for the small businesswoman when people mess with payments. You know, you've got you've got employees to, to pay. You've got stuff to do. Uh, well, I'm not the, really the one in charge here. I just man the desk. But I, I see what's been going on, and it it is kind of troubling. I mean, it, I mean, I guess it makes sense to only pay for the bees after they've pollinated the field. But when the announcement is made public and all the beekeepers can run their hives over to the fields and claim that their bees were the ones that did most of the pollination. It's bringing too many bees to individual fields, you know? And so the producers are getting less money because they're only chasing the highest paying jobs, and the bees themselves are suffering. They're producing less honey these days. They got stressed if not fighting. I mean, I feel common this. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's been a problem how many beehives they've been uh, putting in the, just this one location. We, we used to have uh, big fields of flowers around here just for the bees to call home, but they've been replacing them with beehives, which, I don't know, sounds kind of counterproductive. Everyone, I mean, I know you've got higher-ups who probably have therapies. You're the woman on the... You, everything goes through you. What, what do you think is the solution here? I think the old solution worked fine. They pay us a flat rate. We send one beekeeper at a time to each location. Everybody gets what they want. I want to quickly cut in and say, as Johnny is handling this conversation, I'm just like watching Alice, watching her take measure of this. Alice went with Jim. She's essential as Jim's translator. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. I thought Jim was going solo. Never mind. Oh, oh, Jim, oh Jim, no. Jim, no. Jim's got his spreadsheet. Never let Jim I, go solo. Uh, like, at the time, I did think it was a weird idea, but I trust Bobbin to make good decisions on our behalf when he starts narrating. No, I wouldn't. I misunderstood. Never mind. Yeah, I said one name, but they both went as a unit. Okay. In that case, I am just sitting here listening to Johnny. By the way, if it's not obvious, I'm also flirting a bit. Gonna have to make a separate roll for that. Uh, Johnny likes his women like he likes his coffee. Covered in bees! (laughs) 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 Uh, What am I after here? Charm? I don't have charm. I feel like I was taking control. Well, well, I'm not. I'm getting, it, I'm getting information, but I'm not getting anything else. Yeah. It's a purely business conversation. You're not sure if she's actually not understanding uh, your double meanings, or 
if she's just pretending not to understand. But either way, the uh, end result has been the same. Honestly, she's... You're probably a bit too young for her, regardless yeah. of any other uh, points. Look, Johnny, you've heard of horse girls. This is a bee girl. They're worse. <laughs> oh! See, I've been traveling around a bit, and this has been... This has been trouble, sort of, with other bee farmers trying... Beekeepers, sorry, trying to undermine... Has there been any trouble around that, or, or just bees showing up in the fields that you're trying to work on? Not, not as such. We're the only beekeepers on the island. Wait, so how's the bees getting overpopulated, then? No, it's, uh, it's not overpopulated. It's uh, the way that the new money distribution thing works is they don't get paid up front for their bees. They get paid post-pollination. So, like, three teams will all try and rush down a field to, you know, plant their flag first and say, it was our bees, our bees did it. And that leads to, like, three hives on one field. And there's too many in one spot and not enough in another. Too many cooks situation. The solution here is centralization, is what I'm getting. The solution is just a big bee ball that drop on the island. Alright, well anyway, Johnny's too, Johnny's too stupid to do any of the wider political stuff other than, you know, flirting and getting information, uh, which I've done, so someone else do the Alice and Jim stuff. I don't think you need Jim's presence here in this case, because Alma just told you straight up that, that the better system is the one they had used before the new one was introduced. She just wants to go back to upfront payments. Yeah, and assigning beekeepers rather than letting them run off to uh, whichever field. Yeah, so we can okay. basically tell her, well, we know some people, if they're in charge, will do that. They'll just put the old system back in. They will fix what was broken by a previous fixing. To each according to their beads. <laughs> there we go. Now that was definitely an intentional pun. Yes. 100%. I'd also like to buy a jar of honey. This uh, this sounds like a Connor role. Connor yes. stepping into the conversation and insinuating that there, there may be a change of management in the pipeline. And, yeah. uh, you know, they are certainly willing to listen to reason and change back to the old system, but they're going to need support when that happens. Yep. Connor walks up and goes, Whoa! Should I use a fake voice or because you absolutely don't have to? Probably in straight up on this one. Well, the good news is that uh, there might be a change of management too, and if you let them know about the situation here, I'm sure they'll simply revert it back. And I will throw charm. Lay on the extra grin, the the nice smile that a celebrity would ha have. Yeah, the winning smile. Yeah, I'm not gonna push it. I think one accuracy it should be good. That's an 18. Yeah, I would say that she is certainly happy to hear about that, 
And for a 10 through 20, that is two more segments. We did it. Rune prophecy has been fulfilled. I the power of these. In fact, I was instrumental. I was the man. Alright, we, we went from a reasonable bit of self-reflection. Well, <laughs> All the audience is going to be cheering for the Alright. In any event, this session has been going on for long enough, so let's move on into a wrap-up mode. First thing I want to figure out here is do you take Agent Nil's deal? Which was... He will take the three meatheads off your hands, bring them back with him to wherever the uh, headquarters are for the subharmonics. In exchange for his assistance, he will uh, make sure that nothing interferes with your at least short-term takeover of Baritone. I vote yes. So on the one hand, doing this would simplify a bunch of variables for us. Number one, it gets the meatheads off of our hands. We have three less people to worry about. Also... If, depending on how quickly the subharmonics move, if just like a whole noble faction gets shuffled off the board, we don't have to worry about them later. Uh, however, on the other hand, uh, the elimination of that noble faction would make all the others proportionally more powerful as power gaps get filled which could mean they're a bigger problem for us in the future. Also, I don't know how I feel about the idea of them playing nice with our workers' revolution versus us forcing the issue. That's also a matter of how quickly does this entire project move. Having said all that, I feel like we stand and gain more by handing them over. Yeah. Also, I'm tired of changing the little box. <laughs> it's been like an hour. How do they poop that much? Also, why do they keep sharing photos of their bowel movements? <laughs> so, my vote is for handing them over. Yeah, my vote's for handing them over as well. I don't like it, but... It's better in the long run, I think. And really, we're not going to do anything with them. We're just going to, like, shove them in the back of the judge's vegetable drawer and they're just going to get wilty. I mean, I kind of like the idea of us building, like, a weird little community of POWs who slowly get turned to our side because we're a bunch of cool people in a neat underground player. You've but... created the plot of Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay... I didn't realize it until you said it out loud, but now I'm even more against giving these guys to nil. I want to create my anime prison in the middle of the sea. Yeah, I'm not going to make it as easy as just faulting enemy combatants into being your allies instead. 
hey, they do explain that they also go through an intense brainwashing session right. to make sure right. that they don't betray. I thought the explanation dog. was that every soldier on the planet just like worships Solid Snake like a god. That big boss. Hang on, we could absolutely right. turn them to our side because we've got access to unlimited protein. <laughs> <laughs> All right, invoking the no horny rule again. <laughs> okay, yet you you invoking the no horny rule invoked the no horny rule this time. I know it's a paradox. <laughs> No. Let's hand them over. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. particularly like them anyway. We'll yeah. find more big dudes. Well, I'm just gonna kill Penelope. I'm probably gonna kill Penelope because I have, like, legal jurisdiction to challenge her to a one-on-one -on -one duel. But, also, there's probably gonna be some shenanigans that will get you all involved as backup, so you'll have your shot anyways. However... As we agree to hand the guys over to Nil, I I want to like, hey, when we like institute our workers' revolution and basically run things as you know semi-democratic, anarchist, whatever it is we're setting up, uh, no takesies, backsies. <laughs> Got a pinky swear on it. I think in that, in response to that, Agent Nil is just going to. Uh quietly smile and say oh I can promise that whatever management style and leadership changes happen to baritone it will not be the result of the subharmonics efforts you once again get the impression that uh, he thinks you are being promised one thing by the people you are working for but they are planning to deliver something different which is actually probably true, just very much not in the way he thinks. Yeah. Yeah, you're the one working for the space Nazis. Look, I'm getting out of bed with them as fast as I possibly can. Next level up. <laughs> Gone Me, I'm just, with I'm just with genetic freaks. Honestly based. I'm working with people who don't know how their mechs come into being, but they're like, Okay, whatever about it. <laughs> right, major ideals. I address challenges with diplomacy, creativity, or empathy. Probably did in the end. Yeah, you approached the uh, beekeeper lady with empathy. I express my heritage, background, or beliefs through my actions. Um, didn't get a whole lot of chance, I suppose, if you count the discussion with Niall or whatever his name is, then that would be the only thing I could think of, but it's actions as opposed to words, is the... I would actually count your discussion with Nil, because you absolutely refuse to take his deal, or assist him in the way that he was hoping you would. Yeah, he's probably trying to get me to be on his side or something, and... Nah. Instigate a sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah, it's me. I'm I'm the secret final boss. I'm I'm the ultra. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with issues from my burdens or backgrounds. No, I didn't. Not so much. I don't think. What about your minor ideal? Uh, I went with I defused a potentially violent or charged situation 
didn't really get much of a chance to do as unless you count not killing Nile, but I don't think you will. No, I I would say that you were on the side of killing Nil, so probably not. But I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't voting to de-escalate, is my point. Nah, I just flex my ass. Okay, two experience. Alright. I addressed challenges with cunning, subterfuge, or deceit. I definitely did that. I tricked some bodybuilders into thinking I wanted a bodybuilding regimen. That's not happening, by the way. That's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, dude. You're on a team with me. I expressed my heritage, background, or beliefs through my actions. I don't think so. Unless you want to count not voting to not kill the uh, beef wellingtons there. Oh, I'm the cannibal now, huh? (laughs) Don't give them food names, fucko. (laughs) We've had enough of that. So, that's going to be up to Bobbin. Uh, That one seems shaky. Okay, fair enough. I struggled with issues from my burdens or background. I don't think so. And my minor ideal was I pretended to be someone else for a time. I literally did give out the name Wolf as a leaf. Yeah, and you at least attempted to keep up the charade with the uh, beekeepers. Yes. So that's two for me. Ha, as the Titan, did I address challenges with strength, leadership, or force? I would say screaming at a dude to stop him from running away. That counts as being forceful, if nothing else. Yeah, plus you did eventually decide to uh, make the executive decision and move things along. (laughs) Somebody had to stop telling jokes eventually. Yeah, I'll count it. (laughs) Did I express my heritage, backgrounds, or beliefs through my actions? Damn, that's a ghost. We have certainly expanded more of your background knowledge. Is there any anything around that that made you uh, change or otherwise affected your decisions? Hasn't my affected my decisions yet, but now that you've dropped this uh, color-coded faction system into play, I, the player, am certainly thinking about if and where my family falls into this arrangement. Well, you know at least that they have ties with the Ore faction, because they got that greenhouse that I mentioned at the start of this mission. But then they also have ties to the... Red faction. Gulls faction, because they arranged for Sunder to be your mentor before you killed him. And also we have a long and storied military history. True. Well, like I said, I just learned about it, and it hasn't really had a chance to affect my actions yet. But uh, I am thinking about it. Call it no for now. Might have opportunities in the future. True enough. And as it is, you may have struggled with issues from your background. Because if nothing else, Johnny knows your uh, heritage now. Yeah, worried about that. Worried about the fact that... Now he knows I am some sort of lord. Concerned about that being a problem in the near future. 
And, uh, minor ideal. I do not believe that I took harm, blame, penance, or burden in the place of another. Two again. Okay. I am at seven of eight. Eight law. I address challenges with precision, coldness, or determination. No. I express my heritage, background, or belief through my actions. Second, no. I struggled with issues or from my burdens or background. Third, no. What about your minor? You're a military man. Um, surely you've been tempted towards cannibalism before. Sure. <laughs> uh, I got someone to back down or back off. No, not really. You should switch to a bond about making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you to talk more, but like in character. I'm not the talky character, I am the fighting character. I know, but there are powers associated with talking. Political powers. I, I fight and also talk because I'm the party's idiot. I think in your case they might also be murder powers because you're the wolf and that's like your whole thing. Actually, actually there is a specific bond power for murder. Tear I, throat. Uh, yeah, you I, can instantly kill any NPC in arm's reach of you without rolling. Why didn't I take the wolf? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just went on to... Uh... The, the wolf's page to look and I was before Bob had beat me to it I was going to say actually completely literally there's a, a bond power that just lets you kill a dude instantly no rolls I can make a device that kills people instantly I'm still cool <laughs> and we're all very proud of you Namtab you've chosen the healer class because it lets you build gadgets wait I'm the healer yes that that's that's what that class is. Wow. Wow, did I bet on the wrong horse? Yeah, the, the builder is the healing class. That's why I've been thinking about switching to it. Johnny was reading through it and he saw he saw the first line of it and he accidentally read it as do harm and then he just stopped reading <laughs> after that. First do harm. <laughs> Well, I just read it and saw rigor and thought, I can make things. I can make funny things. And I have. Not this session. Well, fortunately, when you change playbooks, you are allowed to take one skill with you. So you can switch to something more appropriate and keep that one move. Excellent. Then I'll take the throat ripping class. <laughs> Thanks for joining, everyone out there, in here. I hope you'll join us next time. <laughs>